You are listening to 757 Bytes, where we talk about innovation and entrepreneurship in the 757 community and beyond. To learn more about the 757 Collab network of organizations, visit 757angelsgroup.com, 757accelerate.org, 757startupstudios.org, and be sure to connect with us through our social media channels. Good day, listeners. Thanks so much for joining us to another episode of 757 Bytes. Today, we have as our guest, Mr. Luigi Pacheco, founder and CEO of Neo Brutal. Thanks so much for joining us today, Luigi. Thank you, Hunter. Thank you for uh, inviting me to this podcast. Absolutely. We're so happy to have you. Before we dive in, we're going to do a little speed dating. So I'm going to throw out um, some questions. You just share the first thing that comes to mind to you. Okay. How did you get the name Luigi? When I was born, my dad watched a lot of soccer. So I think he really <laughs> liked the, the Italian soccer team. So he wanted to give me, uh, my dad's name is Luis Pacheco. So he wanted to give me an Italian name, but my mom didn't let him. So when I was born, he just used the nickname Luigi. So that's why my real name is Luis Pacheco, but my nickname always stayed uh, Luigi Pacheco. (laughs) How long have you lived in the 757 for? I've been here for around a year, but I used to be here like in 2009 and then I came back in 2016. And now I'm, it looks like I'm here uh, permanently. Outstanding. What are some of the reasons that you like most about the Hampton Roads region? First, it's like a very calm place. It's a good place to to have a family, I think. You know, it's not like these huge cities where there's a lot of, of uh, noise and a lot of traffic and a lot of things. So I, I think the environment, it's, it's safe. It's I mean, it has a lot of things to do. Mostly it's like outside things like like trail walking and being outside, being in the beach, being in nature. So I think that's cool. Outstanding. That um, So you are one of the founders that are in the startup studios. You also have um, and are a part of the community of 757 Makerspace and are, are a part of the kind of original, I'll call them OG kind of startups incubators, alumni of Hatch that Zach Miller started once upon a time. Is that right? Yeah, so my old company used to be hosted in, at Hatch. It, it was a company where I was partnered with my my brother-in-law and my sister. So we were hosted at, at Hatch with Zach probably like five or six years ago. <laughs> and tell us about Neo Brutal, how you came to the idea and ultimately the problem that you're trying to address in the marketplace with this. I'm an architect, so I'll, that's what I went to college for. Um, but my area of expertise, like organically, I, I started in 3D printing. So I have a lot of experience on 3D printing, on general digital manufacturing. So I've been researching ways to bring those together. And I think uh, construction and architecture are a little bit behind in implementing technologies for making things. Like if you look at the automotive industry, at the aerospace industry, they use automation, they use robots, they use uh, all these great tools that make it better. So a lot of it has to do in, in this new revolution that's happening in the architecture and construction sector in other parts of the world. I'm trying to reach that market, that opportunity here, I think eventually is going to happen. So anything specifically in terms of kind of low hanging fruit or opportunities in that architecture space that you think that Neo Perutal specifically can address? I I think the main thing is that architects usually have complex geometries that they need to do 
according to their design. And this can be based on many things. The architect's design could be just a design feature or it can actually be related to optimizing the design for being environmentally optimized, right? And um, here the, the idea is that when they reach out to make these customized uh, construction elements, usually it's very expensive or it's very difficult and they need to source it very far away. So the idea is to be able to to make it here and make it fast with these tools, with using uh, 3D printing, robots, and CNC milling. I think it can be done that you can reach that level of customization without having to be prohibitively expensive. So it could be something that construction industry here in the Hampton Roads area and Virginia, and you know, like we have all these large cities also around that can take advantage of. So it sounds like to the average listener that isn't as well-versed as you are in that space, that you can leverage 3D printing and some of the advances in technology to create these panels at a lower cost. And actually the quality of that product would be in comparison, if not even higher quality at a lower cost. Is that right? Exactly. Because you you can use the geometry, for example, to optimize material. So concrete panel that before used to be very heavy, you know, and, and used a lot of concrete, you can structurally optimize it with 3D, with a 3D printed mold or something to, to make it uh, lighter and, you know, more efficient. And when you say concrete panel, what can, can you give us an, an example or two of, of what types of concrete panels? I know that concrete is very commonplace in a lot of construction practices. Is there particular use cases where this type of kind of technology is more applicable to others? Or are there some examples that some of us might be familiar with locally that you can reference just so we can kind of have a visual of some of the things that you're talking about? Usually is like these prefab uh, panels that you see on the outside of a building in the facade. One one other example could be acoustic panels. So when you have a, a, a place where you're trying to, to break the sound and avoid this bouncing, you need a certain geometry and a certain material to try to absorb the sound and to break it with the geometry. So you can use these manufacturing processes to make a really interesting looking panel that looks great. You know, you can have a lobby where you have this amazing geometry behind the main desk and then you can use that. You can make it out of concrete or or other materials that can be casted or milled. And that's the idea that to reach a market for these specific elements that require custom custom manufacturing. In addition to working on these concrete panels that your company and yourself just recently launched a Kickstarter campaign to build some really cool chess sets. Can you tell us a little bit about that? This chess set is, I started working about a year ago. The goal was to launch it a year ago for this uh, same uh, time in, in January. Kickstarter has this Make 100. So it was also a way to test manufacturing with concrete on a small scale. So you, you test, for example, different fibers to make the concrete a little bit stronger, how to color the concrete better. So it's more like a small scale test uh, uh, to try different ways of making things with concrete. Because in the end, the idea is to to start with concrete panels, because I think that's something that's already in the market. But it can go anywhere. Like you can make all kinds of things, furniture, you can make uh, structural elements. But, you know, that's I think that you need to start with something that's simple and then start start adding complexity as you know, as you get more customers, as, as, as the requirement, yeah. It's not a good idea to start making structural elements because they are very critical in a building. So you start with the simple things and then little by little you start experimenting and try to get there. 
all about crawl, walk, run that uh, we don't want to go from zero to a thousand overnight there. So (laughs) definitely makes a lot of sense with that approach. And speaking of some of the things and kind of how you got to where you are today, can you talk a little bit about the importance of community and being surrounded by people that are like-minded as you, as I mentioned previously, working with the makerspace there, you're surrounded by a lot of people that are, are hands-on, that are experimenting with cool things like that. Your time in the studios, you're surrounded by a bunch of early stage founders like yourselves that are tackling similar challenges. How, how important and how much has that helped you kind of in your journey and path to becoming a founder and an entrepreneur up to this point? So I think for anyone in, in any case, it's very important to, to, to reach out to a, a community because for example, in my case specifically here at 757 Studios, you know, you, you get support on, on different aspects that, that sometimes is not your area of expertise. So they can help you kind of drive through that, right? And, and you know, look in the right direction and find the, the answers for the questions that start arising as you're going through. Also in the case of 757 Makerspace, a lot of the things, you know, I don't know how to do everything. But usually there's someone that knows how to do something specifically and then they give you a tip or they tell you, why don't you try this material? Why don't you try that? You know, it's being part of a community also means that the same case, it's the opposite, right? Maybe you know a couple of things and you can share some of that experience with other people. So in the end, uh, the more communities that you can be part, I think, is the more the, the more backup and support you get. So I think it's very important wholeheartedly agree that the founder journey is is challenging even in the most optimistic ideal situations and you can never have too many people in your corner and agreeing with your point with the diverse perspectives and talents and skills that they're adding to the table there before we wrap up luigi anything else that you would like to share with our listeners how can they get in contact with you and keep up with your journeys with what you're doing at neo Brood and some of the other exciting things you have coming along in the pipeline? Well, the main thing is uh, if you want to make something on large scale, you know, with digital manufacturing, you can reach out and we'll try to do our best to help you. And to reach out, you can look at our website, neobrutal.com, or you can reach on social media. Luigi, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. 757 CoLab is a collaborative vehicle focused on growing an interconnected, inclusive, and impactful entrepreneurial ecosystem. 757 CoLab manages and coordinates the activities of three resources, 757 Angels, 757 Accelerate, and 757 Startup Studios.